From high atop Rocky Road in Moab, Utah, it's KZMU News. I'm Emily Arnson. This is your news for Thursday, April 13th. On Friday, a natural gas well ruptured about 40 miles north of Moab, leaving hundreds of campers stranded in the Whitewash Sand Dunes area. The Grand County Sheriff's Office closed the main road to and from the area to prevent a possible explosion, stating that traffic could cause the natural gas fumes to ignite. Ruby Ranch Road was closed throughout the weekend. The rupture was contained early Monday morning after leaking thousands of pounds of natural gas. Amanda Smith was stuck at Whitewash Campground over the weekend with 60 of her relatives during a family reunion. She says she and her family were planning to leave Saturday morning, but they ended up being stuck there until Monday afternoon. The only alternate route to Ruby Ranch Road is a high-clearance 4x4 road that she says her family's vehicles couldn't use. The road out is not passable for the majority of the vehicles that we had. I mean, we did have trucks, and worst-case scenario, we could have left everything, but we didn't really want to leave our stuff out there either. On Friday, people in the region received an emergency text alert to avoid the area because of a possible explosion. But Smith noted this was unhelpful for some people who were already at Whitewash because of spotty cell service in that area. Only one person in her family received the text on Friday by chance when he happened to be out by I-70. The sheriff's office was posting updates about the leak and road closure on their Facebook page periodically throughout the weekend. Smith said she was lucky her family had a satellite internet connection because otherwise they wouldn't have been able to get updates about the situation. Saturdays we're supposed to be leaving and going, oh, we're not going to be able to get out of here. We're going to go, okay, what can we throw together to feed 60 people? Because we hadn't planned to be out there for that one. They just closed the road and we're like, good luck. You know, Sunday at lunch, people are going, I've got work tomorrow. Like, what's going on with this road? And no information. We were, we finally went out there or out to the roadblock and we're told that they had to fly in a crew from Texas. Al Simbaluk of the Grand County Sheriff's Office says his team started bringing in supplies immediately. As soon as we knew it was, the road was shut down, we started taking cases of water. That was the most important thing. So we had plenty of water. They actually handed out a lot of water from our command boats down there to people. Mm-hmm. But I called most of the people that had contacted us starting on Friday, and I updated them. And a lot of them were, some of them were still down there, and I checked to make sure they had food and, of course, any kind of medical issues. And I told them, you know, we have uh, we have care flight, so if there was any type of medical emergency, of course, we could have got right there. And I made everybody aware of that. Smith says her family was fine staying the few extra days because they had packed extra food and water. She also said her and her family did not receive any extra supplies from the sheriff's office. We saw the Fox 13 news release, and it was like, people are being taken care of, food and water is being brought in. They brought in 10 cases of water for everybody that was stuck. We saw none of the supplies. Somebody had a type 1 diabetic child down there and they didn't have enough medication. So they had to leave and take out the back road and they ended up leaving trailers behind. There was another camp that had ran out of gas in their trucks and their razors. And so they came over and they're like, do you guys have gas we could buy? Because we got to go in the Green River to get gas so we can get our trucks out. On Sunday, the sheriff's office posted a map of the alternate route on their Facebook page. They encouraged campers to take 10-mile road if their vehicles could make it. We also sent a road grader out from county roads to try and help straighten out 
10 miles. The wellhead is owned by a Texas-based company called Rose Petroleum. Representatives of the company arrived on Saturday and began putting together a plan to stop the leak. Emergency responders were worried about a potential fire. Grand County Sheriff Jameson Wiggins said this in an interview with Fox 13. There's approximately 2,000 pounds of natural gas exiting that wellhead. Um, And if it were to combust, it could possibly burn for the next five to 10 years. On Monday morning, the crew from Rose Petroleum poured a sealant into the wellhead to contain the leak, and the area is now open. Rose Petroleum did not respond for comment about plans for further cleanup. U.S. Senator Michael Bennett and U.S. Representative Joe Neguse, both Democrats, joined local lawmakers in Glenwood Springs on Friday to oppose the Uinta Basin Railway. The railway would be used to transport crude oil from Utah's Uinta Basin to oil refineries in the Gulf of Mexico. The proposal is controversial because of the railway's proximity to the Colorado River. The tracks run directly beside the river for about 100 miles. For Rocky Mountain Community Radio, Caroline Giannis of Aspen Public Radio has more. Standing on the banks of the Colorado River, Bennett and Neguse emphasized the importance of the river to 40 million users and the disasters a derailment could cause. They've petitioned the Department of Transportation to reconsider funding the project, as well as the Department of Agriculture to revoke the railway's approval, and the EPA to conduct a more thorough environmental analysis. Those actions could put a pause on the railway moving forward. But Bennett says the train is too big a risk, even with added safety precautions. I think this train has no business bringing this oil from Utah through Colorado, period, period. Bennett said if the railway were to go forward, it would be, quote, a black mark on the president's environmental record. But he was confident the administration will act to stop the project. That's Caroline Giannis reporting with our partners at Aspen Public Radio. The town of Crested Butte is considering legal action against the United States Postal Service following years of delivery delays, long lines, and staffing shortages. For Rocky Mountain Community Radio, KBUT's Kate Ginnap reports. On any given day, the line at the post office can be seen snaking out the door and down the sidewalk as residents wait, sometimes hours, for their mail. I've asked my mom not to send me a Christmas present. I've told my sister not to bother sending me a box of clothes because I don't want to have to take another trip here to wait in the line to pick something up. Six other municipalities across Colorado have joined Crested Butte, including Avon, Buena Vista, Parachute, Silverthorne, and Steamboat Springs, to pursue potential legal action for the problems plaguing service in rural communities. Crested Butte town manager Dara McDonald said mail-related issues started around five years ago. That's when the community began to see more packages from major online retailers such as Amazon. Amazon has an agreement with the Postal Service requiring the post office to handle what's referred to as the last mile of package delivery. For smaller rural post offices, that often means packages begin piling up faster than they can be delivered. It was exacerbated with the pandemic. I think the parcel delivery increased, uh, the post office started to have a harder and harder time attracting and retaining employees, which caused more backups. And we also saw an increase in um, people living here full time, which put more pressure on the post office just in volume as well. And it hasn't gotten any better. 
The U.S. Constitution gives Congress the power to establish post offices, and the U.S. Supreme Court said mail service is essential for democratic self-rule. Senators Michael Bennett and John Hickenlooper recently sent a letter to the U.S. Postmaster Louis DeJoy and the USPS Vice President Joshua Collin. They outlined what they describe as an increase in complaints about delivery delays and gaps in services. They want to resolve staffing shortages and revamp outdated infrastructure, among other things, to improve rural services in places like Crested Butte. McDonald said the lack of services can have huge consequences for people who receive things like prescription medication or disability payments in the mail. Resident Morgan Qualls, who runs the PTA in Crested Butte, said she's seen the impact on teachers in the community who try to pick up mail on their lunch breaks. With a handful of people ahead of her and only five minutes to spare before she had to pick up her children from preschool, Qualls says she likely won't be able to get her mail that day. Yeah, I mean, probably not. Um, yeah, probably not. Yeah. For KBUT, I'm Kate Ganab. That story was shared with us via Rocky Mountain Community Radio, a network of public media stations in Colorado, Wyoming, Utah, and New Mexico, including KZMU. And that's the news for Thursday, April 13th. Get your community-powered journalism weekdays on the airwaves at noon and 6. You can also find KZMU News anytime online at kzmu.org or wherever you listen to podcasts.